on the English class today. So our scripture for today comes from Psalms 23, reading from the King James Version, and I want to read one verse, verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Okay. Let me start over on that. So our scripture is going to come from Psalms 23. I'm going to read two verses, verse 4 and verse 6. Verse 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Today's message, I want to talk to you about the gospel of prepositions. The gospel of prepositions. Well, these last few weeks have been difficult for me, just like they have been for many of you. And I've been dealing with the unprecedented shelter-in-place order that our state is currently under. And then to make matters worse, I received two pieces of bad news recently. And to get through all of this, the bad news and the shelter-in-place and all of uh, the inconveniences that come along with that and the uncertainties, I've been using the power of a preposition to get me through. You may remember learning about prepositions maybe uh, in the eighth grade. One English teacher described them as words that show how a bird might interact with a birdhouse. For example, a bird can fly to a birdhouse, a bird can fly under a birdhouse, through a birdhouse, near a birdhouse, around a birdhouse. All of those are prepositions. The word to, under, through, near, and around are all prepositions. Now, you've probably never given much thought as to how much these little words mean, but as a preacher, one of the most important tools that I have to use in ministry is words. And I'll never forget the late, great Dr. C.A.W. Clark giving advice to young preachers. He said, make sure that you get you some words. That was an old way of saying, increase and improve your vocabulary. And so I tend to notice nuances and prepositions and how uh, what appears to be an insignificant word can really change the meaning of a sentence or a phrase. Prepositions even have the power to change our perspective and our attitudes. My first piece of bad news came about three weeks ago when I got the word that my aunt, pastor mother, Annie Thomas, had passed away. And then less than a week after that, uh, we were regulated to having just a graveside service. It was a difficult moment in the lives of my family because she was the matriarch of our family. She was a pastor, she was an aunt, she was a mother, she was a sister, and she had touched many lives throughout her life. 
Um, and here we were, like many other families during this time, not even being able to say a proper goodbye. The only services we were allowed to have at the time was a graveside service that only lasted a few short minutes. It didn't do justice for a woman who had impacted so many lives over the years. And since then, I've been talking to my cousins, her children, and what a difficult time this has been for them because, because of everything that's going on right now, we can't even go and hug them and, and, and show them the kind of love that we normally would do during times like this. The second piece of bad news came last Sunday morning just before I came to deliver uh, what I've come to call my Easter speech. Uh, I received a call uh, from Reverend Pamela Sally in Passaic, New Jersey, and she called me to let me know that her father, a good friend of mine, uh, Reverend Dr. Lewis McDowell, had passed away as a result of COVID-19. It's taken me all week to kind of put my thoughts together because of what that man meant to me in my lifetime and in my ministry. He was an important part of my early ministry and for many years, he would invite me to come to Passaic and to preach revival for him. And I learned so much from his wisdom and from watching him and from, from being a part of his ministry there. And it's been difficult to even place in words for me. I, I, I've struggled all week uh, just to, to, to kind of process this whole situation. And so as I was looking for ways for me to handle my grief and to handle the issues that I've been dealing with, I turned to a writer of the Bible by the name of David, a very familiar passage of scripture, Psalms 23. And I looked there because I admire David, and I get a lot of consonants from David and his writings. Uh, the thing that I like about David is David was a real man, meaning that David had some triumphs, but he also had his troubles. He was a real man. He had his good days, but he also had some bad days. He was a real man. He, 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 he had days in which People were singing his praises. And then there were days when they were trying to arrest him and kill him. Um, and I like that about David because it helps when I can turn to somebody who's real and get comfort and get understanding of what I'm going through. Some folk are so fake. And some folk you really can't trust, you really can't look to. Uh, I deliver me from fake folk and fake friends counterfeit Christians, folk who every time you see them, uh, you ask them how they're doing it, they, they, they always seem to think that, or try to uh, give you the appearance that they're doing well, that everything is perfect in their lives, that they're not having any issues, they're always blessed and highly favored. And nobody is always blessed and highly favored. Um, I tell you, I hope that it doesn't shock any of you that in my life, every day is not a good day. In my life, I have some days that I like to call my B.B. King days. You know, those days when you feel like singing, the thrill is gone. 
the thrill has gone away. There are some days when I don't feel like I'm on top of the world. And that's why I really like David because he's real. He's experienced some ups and downs. And here in the 23rd Psalms, he teaches us some powerful and productive lessons. Now, don't miss the power of prepositions. The first thing I want to bring you to is David begins to talk to us and he says, though I walk, though I walk. Now, I, I need to pause there because there's something very important right there before I get to the preposition that I really want to talk to you about. David is indicating to us that even though he's going through some difficult times and even though he's going through a valley situation, even though he's going through a low period in his life, he's letting us know that he hasn't given up yet. He's saying, I'm still moving. I'm mourning, but I'm in motion. I'm hurting, but I'm still trying to carry on. Last Sunday, we celebrated Resurrection Sunday, the day that Christ rose from the dead. And one of my favorite narratives of that getting up Sunday morning is the story of the women who were on their way to the tomb early that Sunday morning to anoint the body of Jesus. And while they were on their way to the tomb, the Bible says that they were wondering who was going to move away the stone. But here's the beauty of that particular passage. The beauty is that while they were wondering, they kept on walking. And I want to say to somebody this morning that while you are wondering how you're going to get through this COVID-19, I want to encourage you to don't stop walking. While you're wondering how you're going to get through these financial crises that you find yourself in, I want to encourage you to just keep on walking. While you're going through uh, losing friends and loved ones and things looking dark on one side and, and, and difficult on the other side, just keep on walking. While these women were wondering, they kept on walking. They were wondering who's going to move the stone away. Who's going to give us access to Jesus? Who's going to make it possible for us to do what we need to do? And what I'm trying to tell you this morning is that if you just keep on walking, the Lord will make a way for the stone to be moved. If you just keep on walking, the Lord will make a, make a way for you to get in touch with Jesus. If you just keep on walking, everything will be all right. And if I could, I'd like to reach out to my cousins and, and, and the rest of my family members as we continue to try to understand how to deal with the grief of losing my aunt. I want to tell all of you all to keep on walking. I want to tell some other families who are experiencing the loss of a loved one today, I want to tell you to just keep on walking in the midst of everything you're going through. Just don't give up. Keep on walking and it will get better. For Mount Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church there in Passaic, New Jersey, I know that you're hurting. I know you're going through difficult times, but I want to tell you to just keep on walking. You've enjoyed a great servant of God in the form of Pastor W. Lewis McDowell, who you can count on to help you to roll away the stone so that you can see Jesus. 
the stones that might have been a block to your blessings. But I'm here to tell you that, that you got to keep on walking because even though Pastor McDowell may not be around to help you the way he has in the past, he's already helped you enough that you've already got the strength and the anointing that you need to roll away your own stones. Mount Pilgrim, keep on walking even though you may be weeping because you already know that weeping may endure for a night, but joy coming in the morning. But now, here is the preposition. The preposition in the next part of that verse says, through the valley of the shadow of death. David says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Well, I think the shout right there is in the fact that if you keep on walking, you will eventually get through. If you keep on holding your head up, and keep on pressing your way. That's one of the favorite phrases of my mama. My mama says sometimes I just have to press my way. Some days my mama gets up in the morning and she's not feeling her best, but she'll go on and get ready for church and go on in her testimony. You can be sure of that when she gets to church, she's going to say, church, I didn't feel like coming this morning, but I just pressed my way on. When you're going through the valley, understand that the valley that we're in right now, it may be deep and it may be wide. We're going through a valley, a low place in our lives, a low place where we're having to deal with this COVID-19 and, and, and it's, it's dark, it's dark days that we're in right now and dark days are still ahead. As of right now, as I'm preaching to you right now, according to the latest figures that we have, there are 35 confirmed COVID-19 cases in Lawrence County and one death. Even right now, as I speak to you in the state of Georgia, there are 17,669 confirmed cases of COVID-19 and 673 deaths that we know about. In the United States right now, there are over 723,000 confirmed cases of COVID-19 and over 37,000 deaths. And worldwide right now, there are over 2.2 million confirmed cases and 157,000 people that we know of. And that number is probably very, very low that have lost their lives as a result of COVID-19. And in the midst of all of that, in the midst of dealing with COVID-19, we have those situations in which I've just shared with you where we lose a loved one and then the, the pain and the grief of that is compounded by the fact that we can't even come together and grieve like we ought or grieve like we're accustomed to. But can I just tell you, in the midst of all of this, that near every valley, there is a mountain. As a matter of fact, you can't have a valley without there being a mountain. That's just the nature of valleys. Nature, the nature of valleys is that uh, next to every valley, there must be a mountain. And if we just keep on walking, we'll eventually get to the mountaintop. And can I just tell you, as a friend of mine was talking with me last night, and he made the observation, he said, you know, the view of the mountain is different than the view of the valley. 
In other words, he was saying that while you're in the valley, things look one way. But if you just hold on until you get to the mountaintop, the view will look totally different. Dr. Martin Luther King said one day, I've been to the mountaintop and I've seen the promised land. He said, I may not get there with you, but I promise you that, as, that we as a people will one day get to the promised land. And we're looking forward to that because we know when we get to the promised land, the look and the view that we have there will be different than the view that we have now. But don't miss that. The preposition is the word through. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Can I tell you that that word through, if you ever have a testimony that you're going through something, if you ever have the testimony to say, I'm going through a sickness right now, if you ever have the testimony that said that I'm going through some financial issues right now, if you ever have the, the testimony to say that I'm going through uh, uh, some depression issues right now, if you ever use that word, if you ever use that preposition, in conjunction with what it is that you are experiencing at that time, then I want to tell you that your testimony is already a shout. The reason why it's already a shout is because you said the key word going through. And there is a difference between the preposition to and through. If you're going to something, that means that you're going to that point and no further. But if you're going through something, that means you're going to that point and you're going to continue to go until you pass through that situation. So if you are going through something, oh, that's a reason to shout right now. If you're going through, that means I may have some trouble right now, but I'm so glad that trouble don't last always. If you're having some financial issues right now and you're going through a financial shortfall, you can shout right now because you can testify that although I'm going through it right now, it won't be like this always. If you're going through a sickness right now, you can shout because the joy is that this sickness won't last always. I'm going through and one day I'll make it over to the other side. Well, there was a day that Jesus was talking to Peter and he said to Peter, he said, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. But listen to what Jesus prophesies to him. He says, Jesus says to Peter, he says, now when that happens, he said, and when you come through, strengthen your brother. Did you catch that preposition? There it is again. Jesus said, when you come through, strengthen your brother. Jesus was just letting you know, Peter, you're going to go through some stuff. You're going to experience some things where Satan is going to try to shake you up and separate the good from the bad and leave nothing but the bad behind. He said, but you're going to come through that. In other words, you're going to overcome that. In other words, you're going to be a conqueror. As a matter of fact, you're going to be more than a conqueror. And when you come through that, understand that there is a purpose for you going through. He says, because when you go through, not if you go through, but when you go through, and when you come out on the other side, this is what I want you to do. I want you to turn around and strengthen your brother. 
Church, what I'm trying to tell you through Facebook and through YouTube today is that if you're going through some things, then God is just setting you up for you to have a testimony. When you're going through some things, God is just setting you up so you can strengthen somebody else. When you're going through some things, you just got to learn how to hang on in there. Hold on and hang on. Hang on and hold on. Because when it's all over with, God is going to give you a testimony that's going to allow you to strengthen, allow you to strengthen your brother. Allow you to help somebody else with whatever it is they're going through. And can I tell you, if you hadn't been through what I'm going through, you can't really help me. You can't tell me you know how I feel if you've never experienced what I've experienced. So Jesus says, when you come through, strengthen your brother. The last part of this that, that, that I'm really excited about is that, that David says, uh, Lord, even though I walk through, or yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And why is he fearing no evil? He says, because thou art with me. Thou art with me. Now, that, that's a shouting point right there. And when we go back and break it down and study it, uh, 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 from a language uh, point of view, we understand that thou art with me is an active aorist tense in the original Hebrew. And, and what he's saying is, God is just saying, I'm with you. I am with you. And the Greek manuscripts use the word paraclete, meaning one who comes alongside. What I really love about this is and what David is speaking here, uh, he's speaking in the present tense, indicating, watch this, that the God that we serve is a right now God. The God that we serve is a right now God. God is not an absentee father. He is present with me when I need him the most. The comfort is in knowing that my God is not a God that is watching me while I'm down in the valley and he's standing up on the mountaintop talking about come on up here where I am. I'll greet you when you get to the mountaintop. God is not a God who's waiting on the other side. The comfort is knowing that my God is not a God that's waiting for me somewhere over the rainbow. He's not a pie-in-the-sky kind of God that is waiting for me to reach the mountaintop. No, no, the hymn writer said, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses. And the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses, and he walks with me, and he talks with me and he tells me that I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known. Oh what I'm trying to tell you is that the power of the preposition is that if you're in the midst of the valley just keep on going. Keep on walking. Keep on carrying on. Whatever you've been doing in the past 
in your walk with the Lord, keep on doing it. If you've been praying, keep on praying. If you've been praising, keep on praising. If you've been singing, keep on singing. If you've been preaching, keep on preaching. If you've been fasting, keep on fasting. Don't give up because you're going through a low point. Don't give up now, Mount Pilgrim. Don't give up to the family of Pastor Thomas. Don't give up in these days. No matter what your job situation is looking like, no matter what your family situation is looking like, no matter what your financial situation is looking like, keep on going. Well, I'm almost finished here. I'm reminded of a story of a preacher who one week he was preaching revival. While he was preaching revival, one night on the final night, his daughter decided to go and to drive for him. So after church that night, yeah, his daughter, they got in the car and they began to drive down the road. And all of a sudden, a huge storm came along. Rain began to fall. The wind began to blow. Lightning was beginning to flash. And while that storm was brewing, the young girl turned to her father and said, Daddy, do you want me to pull over? The father looked at his daughter and said, No, baby girl, keep on driving. So she kept on driving through the storm. The rain kept on falling. The wind kept on blowing. It got a little worse. And before long, she noticed that other cars were pulling over to the side of the road. She looked at her father and said, Daddy, do you want me to pull over now? The father looked at his daughter and said, No, baby girl. Now we 
out of the storm. Why do you want me to pull over now? He looked at her and said, well, come on. I want to show you something. The young girl pulled over. Her father said, get out of the car. And when she got out of the car, and he told her, come on round to the back. And when they walked around to the back,
children, his girls, his grandchildren. Bless the members of our building. Strengthen them as they go through this valley period. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray for every family, every individual who's struggling to survive this current Lord, we know that you are an able God. And we trust you.